welcome to another wonderful episode of Girls with Dogs. I am no longer counting the episodes because I don't know where we are. Um, I know it hasn't been 20 yet, though. This is Kimberly Gautier. I am the blogger behind um, Keep the Tail Wagging, and I am with my good, good friend, Kathy Bennett, who is the blogger behind Groovy Golden Doodles, and this is our weekly chat about dogs. So what's up, Kathy? Oh, God. Well, um, this is the weekend before Thanksgiving. So I put my mm-hmm. Christmas tree up this morning. Um, not really liking it, but oh. well, I think every few years it's time to change. And I think that this would be my year that I will get rid of a lot of the things that I have been using over the past few years and then do that day after Christmas shopping and get stuff 50 and 60 and 70% off and start anew. I went into a craze of like um, partridge birds and butterflies. And yeah, I think I'm done with that now. (laughs) I have, I love um, nut, nutcrackers stuff. So I have a few of the soldiers that my grandfather purchased. And so I have them now Mm -hmm. and um, I've noticed that they have some black nutcracker statues. So I'm tempted to get a couple of those just to to have some diversity in my Christmas. Um, But that's what I love. And then I love snow domes. So I got the coolest snow dome. I would show it to you, but it's in another room that um, I'm pretty excited about. And then, you know, I showed you my painting because I am artiste, my snowman. Oh, Um, yes. I, I don't put up trees because I worry about the dogs peeing on the tree. So that's never happened yet. And I've never had an issue with um, either one of them trying to bite the branches or Mm -hmm. pull off the ornaments. ornaments. Now, I will tell you that there are some dogs that do. I was observing a Bernese Mountain dog in the hospital one year, and he just lifted his leg and pissed all over um, (laughs) one of the artificial trees that were in the hallway. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, <laughs> dogs don't necessarily know the difference, but yeah. knock on wood, I have not had that happen. We've now never that we're had talking Christ- about it. Yeah, we've never had a Christmas tree and dogs. So well, you can get a small know. one and put it on a table. I thought about it. Um, I thought about it and then getting like a real one and putting it and then planting it. Um, but uh, I'm still thinking about it. I do have a small artificial one. And so I'll dig that. I think I have one or two of those. And so I'm going to dig those out and they have the little lights. And so you, I think you can plug them in and they light up. But um, I, here's an article. Oh, no, Psychology- the, girls, the girl said she thinks they have the little lights on it and you can plug it up. I don't know. Oh, I my it in a goodness. Long time. <laughs> I'm not, right. I, I love Christmas, but I'm not into Christmas decorating. The most I'll do is I'll see something in, in red and be like, oh, I'll sit this here. It's not Christmassy. It's just red. It's just, I'm, <laughs> okay. I don't, I don't have kids. I just, I don't, it's just not, it's one of those holidays where I like, I like how everyone's happy. Everyone's in a good mood. You know, I like to take advantage of the Black Friday, but I don't do Black Friday shopping for Christmas gifts. I do it to stock up on things that I'm going to need into with my dogs or with my blog you know, get specials on, you know, this uh, um, tech stuff for my blog or uh, right this year we need new dishes. So um, after 15 years, we're going to replace our dishes. And so I'm waiting until next week to go and shop for dishes. So, you know, it's just, I have a different view of Christmas. Black Friday, I'm going to do, I need some new dog beds. Mm. So that's Look what at, I can. Check out um what what is that company called? Big Barker. I don't know if they ever have Black Friday deals though, but I have two Big Barker beds and I love them so much. They come with a 10-year warranty. They are so comfortable. When Sydney was in her last days with us and she couldn't get up, she you know sometimes she would just be like this is where I have to be. I'm too tired to move and we would have her on um one of the big barker beds in the living room and we would drag the other one over and I would sleep on it with her like so I can be next to her. It's so comfortable. Johan in the summer when we had our heat wave, he was sleeping in the living room and he just camped out. He'd stretched out the big Barker beds, put some blankets down and slept for a couple of days down in the living room. They are so comfortable. 
Well, I, I have a whole bunch, but it's time to start replacing them. Mm-hmm. And so the ones that are in my bedroom that are up on that little loft that Jamie built, uh-huh. um, I'm looking for two really, really nice thick ones, but they have to be a specific dimension. So it'll fit nicely. Oh, have you there. thought about having something cut for yourself? No, because I, we have a um, mattress store in our town and it's one of those places where it's not really a mattress store, you know, like those ones with the people with the flippy signs out in front. It, yeah. they, you can actually go in and have custom made the foam and they'll have it custom cut for you. That's interesting because then I could get one big long one and not two mm-hmm. short ones. I'll look into yeah, that. Yeah, it's and it's actually really inexpensive. Mm-hmm. And because it's like a human mattress store, the yeah. material is a lot um more high quality than what you would see in sometimes in the dog beds. Because the dog beds that I have, the big Barker ones that I was talking about, those dog beds are like, you know, three, 400 bucks a piece. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the flip side, the Costco beds, which I love are, you know, 35, 45 bucks a piece. And you can, I get two of those and stack them on each other. And my dogs love it, but a round bed isn't going to work for what you're talking about. No, Yes. Yeah. So, I need something rectangular and it's yeah, really you can, oddly shaped. You can go and ask them, you know, and just get the highest um, quality of memory foam. Cause when mm-hmm. we went in there, they, and we told them what we wanted, cause it was years ago. I don't know if you remember, but I made, it was when Scout and Zoe were puppies and I made two dog beds for them. And, um, I went down there and the the guy was like, oh yeah, people come in here all the time to get mattresses to cut. Ah. And it cost me the one that I cut. I mean, it wasn't too long, but it was a dog bed about the size for, you know, a good, you know, probably like a 30 pound dog. I think it cost me $75 for. I'm thinking though, what you're saying, what you're describing is probably a lot cheaper than what I was going to eventually end up spending. So uh, good to know. I wrote it down. Yeah. So back to Christmas. So uh, this is something that someone told me last night and I Googled it and it says psychologists say Christmas decorations, and this is about decorating for Christmas early, are nostalgic and bring people back to simpler and happier times. They say it also helps boost dopamine. It does create that neurological shift that can produce happiness. So that is why if you're a person who deck starts decorating for Christmas early, you are probably a happier individual. Um, I can understand that. <laughs> I can, I can definitely relate to that. That's how uh, I feel about Christmas music. Christmas music starts getting me into, but I refuse I try to listen to not it until to after listen to it Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yes. Yeah. I'm trying to give the turkey some respect. Yes. So let so, me, this now, year. Speaking of turkey. Well, what are you saying? No, go ahead. Thinking, you know, speaking of turkey, what are you going to do for Thanksgiving? Well, it's a little unusual this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the kids are not coming. Um, oh, I told you, though, talking about Christmas, that I redeemed myself. There are no photos yes. of anybody on the Christmas <laughs> card. Um, so nobody's feelings get hurt. Now, Harley turns 13 on uh, Thanksgiving Day. That happens like every four years because his birthday is on the 25th. But mm-hmm. Um, Jackson has surgery scheduled for Wednesday, the 24th. So remember I was telling you that there was this thing that looked like a pimple and then it looked like a cyst and then it mm-hmm. looked like a skin tag behind his ear. So when he had his physical Wednesday of this week, the, well, this is very interesting. His veterinarian is on maternity leave. I love the practice. That's I love right. the whole um, the whole setup. So I was comfortable with the vet that gave him his physical. But I did tell the vet tech to take a look at this because it had gotten a little larger. And I said, okay, we need to figure out what this is. Mm-hmm. Um, so of course, the vet came out to the parking lot and we were talking. And she was telling me that, um, you know, it wasn't hard, like I said, so it did have some blood vessels in it and it did, you know, soft tissue. She said, don't really think it's nothing, but we do need to take it off and biopsy it. And I'm fine. I understand that. Um, so we did a full panel of blood work in preparation for the surgery. However, uh, she says he has a little tartar on two teeth in the back. She said, while he's under anesthesia, we may as well just go ahead and clean his teeth. Mm-hmm. I said, well, you know, 
we had talked at his last physical that when he's around seven, it may be time for a cleaning. And I was going to wait until February for dental, you know, animal month. Um, but then I got to thinking, and so she gave me an estimate for both procedures with and without the dental anesthesia. But Kimberly, I started looking at all the things that they, you know, want to do. And I was like, this can't necessarily be true. That be the only option. Mm -hmm. So here's what happened. Um, you know, I'm working with the chair of the veterinarian department at the university. That's how I was able to bring the dogs back into mm -hmm. therapy realm world um, at the hospital. And so when I mentioned it to her and she's seen this little knot on the back of Jax's ear um, or behind his ear. So she said, why don't they just laser it? And I said, good question. She said, then it's just, she said, Less, this really looks like a skin tag. It's this little piece of skin almost makes you want to twist it and pull it off. No, mm -hmm. I would never do that. But yeah, I know. And um, so she said, just have them laser. So I called my vet back and they said that they didn't have a laser machine. They were anticipating getting it um, sometime next year. So long story short, I called my vet um, co-worker um, back and I said, look, they don't have it. So she said, why don't you just bring them to me on Wednesday? the 24th, my husband and I will um, do the procedure because they have a private practice um, in Charleston. She said, and we'll just laser it and send it off for a biopsy. So when I look at the propofol and the anesthetic and the, what do you call it? The catheter and everything that's involved in putting him on an anesthesia, I think I want to just go ahead and do the laser surgery. Um, which is less invasive, it'll get the same results in terms of the removal mm -hmm. um, and less wear and tear on his body. So that's what I'm going to do Wednesday. So therefore, Thursday was my long answer to my Thursday Thanksgiving it will probably be not the traditional Thanksgiving dinner, I'll probably depending on how he's feeling. She said he's going to be fine. I'll probably be exhausted from worry and fatigue you know, how that emotional drain on you. But for the most part, um, I'm not going to do much of anything. So Harley will get a little bit of a celebration. I'll make him some kind of a special treat. But that's, that's it. Nice. Yeah. I think I'll, um, I mean, I'm going to cook the traditional things that, you know, at a, at a smaller scale for two humans. But I was thinking of just thawing out some bone broth and then going and getting some, because we don't have any turkey, but the dogs don't need turkey. They can do what I have. I'm, I have no idea what I'm going to do for them. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I picked up some bone broth, um, the other day and, and actually bought turkey bone broth, um, thinking mm -hmm. that they would know the difference. So, um, I'll probably do something like that. I'm not a big dog cake person. Like mm -hmm. those people that go to the store and they buy the, the happy birthday cake. I yeah. did it one year and I'm telling you, it was poopa palooza up in my backyard. Yes. Yes. I did it one year too. And all, I said never yeah. again. That, that yogurt was icing idea. is a little too rich for my kids. Mm -hmm. Yes. No. Mm -mm, not They're doing pretty. It. Those the cakes are so pretty. And, and I've always wanted one and I wanted to, you know, take a pretty picture of it. And I know someone here locally that makes them and they, and she does such an amazing job. But um, yeah, it was not something. I mean, yeah, of course. I mean, it was small. It wasn't like I let them have a big old gigantic cake. It, you know, but it was. It wasn't great for their. They both stuff. had. Yeah, they they both suffered from that. And so I said, no, no, we're not going to do that. Not going to do it at all. <laughs> hey, speaking of though, things that are good. God, we're just all over the map, but that's oh, no. okay. <laughs> spirulina. Have you ever used spirulina? Oh yes. Um, okay. So the, the thing about spirulina is I, I get people telling me about, you know, well, are you adding spirulina? And I, I do have spirulina because I add it to my smoothies. Um, when I do my goat's milk day with my dogs every Tuesday, their meal is, um, a mix of goat's milk and kefir for morning and evening, one cup per dog. And then I put in, um, chia seeds and spirulina and sometimes a little bit of my veggie mix, but 
that's or an egg and that's what their meal is. And so I do add it to the dog's diet, but just um, just at a, as a, um, at a small amount like that. And I started adding it years ago because, um, my dogs used to graze, like we would go outside and I could not get them to play. I couldn't get them to wander and walk around, explore the property, anything. They would yeah. run into patches of grass and just start chewing like cows. And I was, and I knew that they weren't nauseous or anything. So I was, couldn't figure out why they were doing it. And so I Googled like what nutrients are in grass, trying to figure out what are they trying to get to. And one was chlorophyll. So I get this supplement off of Amazon that is a powder and it's a blend of spirulina and chlorella. And so what's it called? I can't remember the name of it, but I can send you a link and I'll add a link into the comments. Yeah, because I definitely want to. So you described Jax. And a lot of times I'm not sure. Now I have gotten down, yes, on my knees to try to figure this out because (laughs) I would watch him pull on it and then shake it and it would fly. Um, And believe it or not, it was, it almost looked like he was using it for like dental floss. I swear Mm -hmm. to you the way that, you know, he was just like letting it like go through the the parts of his teeth. Mm -hmm. I know it sounds strange, but um and some of it he was ingesting and some of it he was just, it was flying all over the place. He just, you know, shaking his head. So I said, huh, I wonder if this will do the trick. So you just validated that for me. It did. It worked. And at first for me, it was like, well, how much am I supposed to get put in their diet? Am I supposed to put this in their food every day? But then the worry is that, you know, it's very nutrient rich and it's just a little goes a long way. And so I just, you know, although you can Google, like, what is the dosage of spirulina? Everyone, we can all Google everything. But one thing I found is that I just need to figure out what's going to work for them. Like what's going to, to resolve what's happening that keeps them out of the yard. And it was just having a little dash, And I, I literally do. I take a pinch of it and dash it into the um, meals and do it twice a day, each dog. I don't think I have a picture. I was going to look on my phone to see if I had a picture. So it's a powder. Mm-hmm. It's a powder. And yeah. And it's just like, and I just put it in their meals and that's what they eat. And they do yeah, have no problem with it. And it does. I mean, they still chew on grass here and there, you know, but it's just not obsessive where it's like, I'm, okay. I can't so are you focus. doing chlorella spirulina it's for dogs a- and cats? No, no, this is for humans. And, um, but it's, oh, oh, here, here's a picture. I don't know if you can see it in this picture, but right up here, this one right here. I can't see that. Well, I know it's blurry, but I'm trying to get it to focus, but the camera keeps trying to focus on me. (laughs) But anyway, that's it. It's, All right, send me um, the I just link. put a dash. I'll send you the link of it. But I just put a dash in their their meals, you know, like once a week, you know, two meals a, a day. And sometimes, you know, if I'm doing, you know, if I'm if I'm making a smoothie at the time that they are eating their meals, then sometimes I'll, oh, you know, I'll put it in there. I also add it to their veggie mix. It's an ingredient that I add to their veggie mix. Um, sometimes I'll add it to a meal prep, but not all the time. Um, and I just don't add a lot. It takes me for four big dogs. It takes me probably about six months to go through a bag and the bag isn't that big. So, um, and I usually it's, I think it's about 20 bucks a bag and I usually buy it twice a year. Good, good, good to know because I, um, I want to check that out. Yeah. I want to check that out. So, all right. Well, listen, there was an interesting article that I read and I wanted to talk to you about it because I thought that this is right up your alley. I know. I'm so excited about this. I know. I know. (laughs) I know you. So I have the cutest little three bowl raised dog bit dish. Okay. As a matter of fact, when I first got it and I would blog about the different foods that they were eating, people Mm -hmm. would, would comment, but it wasn't about the content of my blog necessarily. It was about, oh my God, where did you get this cute bowl set? Mm -hmm. But I'm now searching to get something different because I started reading about parasites in your dog's water. Okay. 
or, or just parasites in water, period. Mm -hmm. But what I found to be interesting is that the number one um, resident hotel for parasites in water actually comes from their water dish. And believe it or not, they recommend that you don't do what I've always done is allow dogs to share um, a water bowl. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, I've been doing this all wrong because I've had this thing now for about four years. Never had any problems to the best of my ability, um, knowledge. But um, do you have separate bowls of water for your dogs? No, I have two bowls and they they all drink out of both bowls. Um, I empty and clean their bowls on a daily basis. And I also add colloidal silver to their bowls on a daily basis. So colloidal silver is kind of like an, a natural antibiotic and colloidal silver products. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. Who care? Colloidal silver can kill. <laughs> colloidal silver can kill certain germs by destroying proteins, which is why it was previously used in wound dressings, but silver has no known function in the body. It's not an essential mineral. So there was a time when I guess people were like taking colloidal silver, thinking that it was going to offer all of these health benefits. There are plenty of people that still think that, but I use it like, for instance, if, you know, Sydney has a wound right now or Sydney, Zoe has a wound right now from her surgery. And I use a colloidal silver on her wound to keep it clean. And then I use a different product at a different time, you know, to also help with the healing. I also use it, um, you know, if I have a cut, I'll just mist it on a cut before I put a bandaid on it. If I'm not feeling well, if I feel like um, I'm coming down with something, I'll add yeah. like a cat fool to uh, my water and just drink that in my water. Um, but it's like colloidal silver has been used for infections, hay fever, skin conditions, and many other conditions, but uh, there's no scientific proof. And the FDA hasn't come forward and said, yes, this is okay to use. And so um, there's a picture going around of a man that's blue. And so a lot of people are like, no, if you do colloidal silver, you'll turn blue. Well, this guy was like drinking ridiculous amounts and you do not need to drink that much. But um, the whole thing with colloidal silver, it was recommended to me years ago by a friend. Um, but most recently when Sydney had cancer, uh, the person who helped me figure out like the supplements and everything that I need for need it for her suggested that I add colloidal silver to her water. Um, and so I started doing that and I figured, you know, all the dogs can benefit from this. And so I've been doing that mostly to keep their water clean. We're on a well, but just because we're on a well doesn't mean that, you know, we are safe from, you know, any type of bacteria or yucky parasites. I, but, you know, now that you say it, but we also have a filter. So hopefully the filter is working. Well, here's so. what I found. Um, so I was a little shocked about the sharing of the bowl, you know, the community, the community bowl. But um, my biggest takeaway was mm -hmm. the larger the bowl, the um, less concentrated the germ in the basin. Oh. So they're saying that a lot of people get these small bowls of water for their dog, mm -hmm. thinking that, you know, he'll drink it up and then I will refill it because it will not be just standing there, you know, but they said that the larger the bowl, the greater you are of diluting the germ concentration. So I thought that that was a great takeaway because yeah. I would have never, ever thought it like that. Yeah, that's interesting. I would yeah. I would have thought the same way with you that it the bigger the bowl the more like the more space for stuff to grow and spread. Exactly, exactly. And of course, you know, I think that everybody has pretty much come from the plastic bowls and gone into the stainless steel. Yeah, um, I've so. actually transitioned um, my dog's dishes to ceramic dishes. Yes. Yes, because now a lot of people use the china bowls, but then they found <laughs> out that those contain lead. Yeah. Um, and so, um, and well, like the old the ones chips. do. Yes, the old ones. Yeah. So, um, and I try to scrub their bowls as often as I can. So I'm, I'm also doing that. And, and I just, I, I, Lee is not, he's not there with putting the bowls in the dishwasher. He's Neither still, is Johan. He's still at that 
you know, Kathy, love you to death, but you're taking this to a whole another level. Uh-uh. <laughs> Johan just doesn't even think about it. And so I, I usually go in and do it at some point in time in the evening. But um, I, I switch from the stainless steel bowls. I mean, my dogs are drinking out of a stainless steel bowl, but they're eating out of ceramic, um, like pasta bowls, you know, like the bowls that are a little flatter. Yeah. Because um, when, again, back to Sydney, when she was diagnosed with hermangio, and, you know, she got really sick. It was like the, the smell of all the food when she would put her nose down into the bowl was just too overwhelming and she would just not want to eat. But when I put it on a pasta bowl so that it was all spread out, then it wasn't overwhelming and that she could and she would eat everything one at a time. She would eat her sardines and then she would eat her, you know, whatever, and, you know, just go on from there. And so when I saw that, I went back to the store and bought a bunch of the bowls and started, well, not by a bunch. I mean, I have, um, eight <laughs> and, and I started feeding the dogs from those and it does it. It may, and I mean, the dogs never seem to be bothered by the smell, but Rodrigo, now that he's getting older, he's starting to like sort of back away a little bit. And so I, that's the main reason why I made the switch. What made you take, so was Sydney acting, um, ill you know, I had a feeling like I just, it was in the spring of 2020. I just had a feeling and I took her to the vet twice and the vet was like, no, I hear you, but we're not seeing anything. Like they were doing blood work. They were doing an exam. They just weren't, you know, they weren't seeing anything. And now, you know, if, if I were to go back in time or the next time I have a feeling, I will just insist on like at least an x-ray because, um, you know, it was one of those where she just seemed a little off. I can't really explain it. Mm -hmm. She was always like a very sedentary dog. She was always very mellow. Um, but she just, she, she would like, when she would, we would all go outside, she would come outside with us. She didn't run around like the other dogs did, but she was walking and exploring. And she just sometimes never wanted to come outside. She would just lay on her bed all day long. And, um, she was still affectionate. She was still wagging her tail. She was still eating, um, but she just wasn't, there was just something wrong and I couldn't figure it. And I thought, well, maybe she's in pain because she had arthritis, but I could not figure it out. Um, but yeah, it was just a feeling. Mm, okay. All right. So I'm using the stainless steel bowls for food as well, but now I have to go ahead and get, now this is the interesting thing too. You know, I could get food four bowls or two sets of something. And as smart as I think my dogs are, I doubt I can have that conversation and say, now, Harley, this is your side. Yeah. And Jax, this is your side. So I'm, I, I, I don't know what I'm going to do yet, if I'm going to do anything, but I found that to be very interesting. I never thought that the two dogs could be contaminating the water and, and God forbid, making the other one sick. I never thought about that. See, I would think, I mean, yeah, I can see where that can be a problem, but I think with my dogs, it's sort of like with, um, Johan and I during COVID, this was our COVID bubble. So we could be around each other without worrying about, you know, him giving me something, me giving him something, as long as when mm -hmm. we went out into the world separately, we were being responsible. And I see that with the dogs where they can be around each other and that's fine. It's taking them into the mix with other dogs that, you know, where we don't know where they've been. We don't know what they've been exposed to. So like with strange dogs and they're all drinking from um, the same dog dish, like, you know, sometimes a pet store will have a dog water dish out in the summertime. Or if you go to a festival, you know, some of the people with booths will have water dishes at their booth because people are walking around with their dogs. That's don't where do I, that. yeah, that's where I see the risk is, is when you have a bunch of just dogs, you don't know where these dogs have been or what they've been exposed to. And they're all drinking out of the same dish. And so I've actually, this past summer, I was walking around with a water dish for Apollo and a bottle of water, and I would just fill it set it down, let him drink. And I always took him off to the side somewhere where we were by himself. So we no distractions. And I would let him drink, drink, drink. And then we would walk and walk and walk. And then we'd do it again just mm -hmm. to keep him from being tempted by um, the various water bowls that were out there. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't believe in community bowls either, but who knew that Yeti makes dog bowls? 
Really? Yes. I did not know that. I know yes. that there are these one dog bowls called basis dog bowls. They're about 20, $25 a piece. A friend of mine, um, Dr. Lori Kozier, she's out on the East coast. So shout out to Dr. Kozier. If you guys are interested, her website is healthydogworkshop.com. Since I gave her a shout out, I'll put a link in the comments, but she swears by these dishes and I've been tempted to replace my water dishes with those. And the reason why is because they are the highest level of stainless steel because I, di I didn't realize it. Um, I wrote a blog post about this, um, but there's different levels of stainless steel. And if you there have are. a dog dish that is rusting quickly, that means it is the lowest cheap. And because uh -huh. um, you want, uh, you want a high level where you're not going to see rust. It's not going to be rusting. And these are, have just a very long life. And so it's one of those where, yeah. Um, you know, do you want to spend basically 50 bucks on two dog dishes, but over the years of buying dog dishes, you end up probably spending that much, especially when you have a ton of dogs. Well, so you know, the, the Yeti bowls it. are 50 a piece. Good Lord. Because it says Yeti on it and I could <laughs> buy one and I could take a, a, a needle and write Yeti on mine. But um, so here's the other thing though, about dog dishes, mm -hmm. food and or water. I am a firm believer that the elevated dishes are the better dishes for certain dogs based on height, because I yeah. can't imagine bending all the way down to have to eat. So for me, generally, it's going to be the elevated sets. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I just, and they come with the dishes yes. that you need. Yes. So, um, and I just, I, what I've tried to do is just, cause I, I agree with you. All of my dogs eat from raised dog dishes and, <clears throat> two of my dogs eat from the neater feeder dishes, which basically have like a wall in the back and they have a tray. So all the drinking goes into the tray instead of on the floor. Mm -hmm. And those are fantastic. And I love them. Um, and they come with the, they come with a stainless steel dish. And then my other two dogs have like fancy, you know, raised dog dishes back when I was like, if I'm going to have them eating around here, I want it to look nice in the house. And today I don't care about stuff like that. But my only concern is will the, the basis dog dish, is it, a, will it fit into the hole of exactly. a raised dog dish? And that's it. So when you're buying these elevated dog bowl sets, mm -hmm. once you get, once you find the actual frame that fits your decor and, mm -hmm. and your, your pocketbook, then you have to look at the quality of the bowl that's in it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'll, like, pay, I'll pay more if I can get a, a higher quality bowl, as long as they're not cheating me. It seems like everybody wants to take advantage of, of dog people or pet people because, you know, we're the well, ones that are spending we, the money. We, yeah, we, we, we do go a little overboard. Um, <laughs> As I a said half here, a million dollars on Halloween costumes. Oh, you haven't <laughs> forgotten. As I sit here and look at a tan bamboo <laughs> raised stand. Okay. But then this says it's for um, medium dogs. Well, that doesn't help me. I yeah. need something that's a large dog. But, but anyway, so um, yeah, I guess we figured out. We solved, we solved this really, you know, harsh crisis that the world is going through of stainless steel dishes. Damn Skippy. <laughs> You're welcome people. That's it. So, okay. Okay. So it's winter time. Okay. Yeah. There you go. It is cold AF here. It is cold at night. I went to a friend's house, you know, when we did our painting and I had to pull out my faux fur jacket to put on. It's my fluffy soft coat that makes people want to hug me all the time because it's so soft and pretty and it's gray. Um, but I, I had never worn it. I just bought it on a spur of the moment, but man, that thing came in last night. Cause it was so cozy, but yeah, it's like in the thirties at night. Now it freezes. Well, we're not quite that cold, but we are mm -hmm. cold, um, colder than what we're accustomed to. I used to have them in coats. As a matter of fact, I just, wow. I had this one coat for, for the boys and it was just I don't know what I was thinking, but they did have these snow slickers mm -hmm. where their tail and their their um, man parts were exposed in their <laughs> head. 
<laughs> and they were navy blue. Um, and it used to make cars almost run into each other at the corners <laughs> because they, they weren't sure what they were looking at. Um, it was it was bad, but um, it did the purpose because of the uh, snow and yeah. all of that fur. But yeah, let's talk about rain and cold weather gear. I think last year was the first year that I went and actively started looking for coats for my dogs. Cause we had a dog walker and he would come. Cause for me on my own, if it was raining super hard, I would just sort of try to wait out the rain before I took the dogs out. But with the dog walker, it doesn't matter what the weather is, unless it's dangerous. Um, he's going to be there. Um, so, and by dangerous, I mean, if been, if there's been a ton of snow, if it's snowing and the roads are sketchy, he's going to stay home. Um, if it's way too hot, he just comes earlier in the day. And um, if it's a windstorm, then, you know, it's not safe because we live in a place where trees will fall on you. Um, mm. But, <laughs> but so he comes and so, and the dogs would come back and would be soaking. So I got coats. I mean, he's nice. He's he'll dry them off and everything, but I got coats for them. I don't know the brands, but I do know that this was the most difficult thing to do because in the pet stores, all of the coats are for small, tiny dogs. Yeah. It's like the Halloween costumes. Yeah. So you can't go and try them on your dog or, you know, to see what's going to work. Um, there's one pet store that's an independent pet store, Jules Animal House, in my town that does have coats and sweaters for bigger dogs, but that is it. And they are expensive, but, um, and then you can't go online to order them because, well, if they have a size chart that's accurate, then you can figure it out. But for instance, like going onto Amazon and ordering a dog coat, again, they'll have something that says it's an extra large or even an XXL and it's still for a small dog. So, so if you just want, if you're in an environment where you just need a rain jacket, mm -hmm. okay, or a rain slicker, mm -hmm. um, here's my shout outs. Chewy.com Chewy is really not bad for small dogs, small to medium sized dogs. Mm -hmm. But Land's End has some really nice ones for medium to large dogs. Um, and they're not expensive. I mean, 20 bucks. 30 bucks. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. But now this has, this is no frill. This is a yellow rain slicker. Okay. No lining, some Velcro and that's it. But the problem is they make hoods for dogs. I've yet to see a dog wear a hood. <laughs> okay. Because the dog's head is not shaped like ours. So when you put the hood on, Harley's like Stevie Wonder. I can't see a thing. <laughs> I've been tempted to cut the ears out thinking that that would hold it back. Uh -huh. But then that defeats the purpose because then the ears get wet and then yeah. water runs down the hole that I cut. So why the hell? So you have these, these hoods that are just useless. Mm -hmm. And anybody that's making um, a raincoat don't put the hood on there. Yeah. I the saw hood's some not working. I saw some ponchos with hoods on them. I was tempted to get one from Zoe because they are so cute, but my dogs don't really wear clothes unless it's, you know, that it's necessary. And now listen, there's a Herda Expedition insulated dog parker. Mm. Now just pull that one up. That's on Chewy.com. Herda is H-U-R-T-T-A. Insulated dog park. Expedition. Okay. It's the Herda Expedition Insulated <laughs> oh, Dog Park. I see parker. it. Oh, that's pretty. Now, do you see the Australian Shepherd modeling? Uh-huh. You see well, how it has that 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 upper neck? Yeah. Like a uh, I love this. This is it, nice. See, you can find now $60 might be a little bit, but that's for an extra large. Yeah. So well, for but, my dogs, I actually ended up spending some, some coin on their coat. Yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah. They're not cheap at all. So I don't need coats. I just need, um, now a rule of thumb for me. And I learned this somewhere. I don't know. Remember where anything below 32 degrees, mm -hmm. then all dogs, if you're going to be outside, 
should yeah. have something on. Okay. Unless they have double, triple coats. But um, so that's my marker. That will only happen maybe twice mm-hmm. in a February, March timeframe. Okay. And it's only because I'm out there early in the morning walking them before I go to work. So I have a couple of sweaters, like sweatshirts for dogs. Uh-huh. And that's all I need. But my biggest thing is rain um, because the way their hair hangs on their legs. Uh-huh. When I put their little cheesy slicker on outside, you know, in the rain, that's mm-hmm. fine. But Jack's is the back of his legs on the front will be almost black from the mm-hmm. mud uh-huh. and his undercarriage is all wet. So it, I, I got to have something. So I found those leggings uh-huh, uh-huh. that you can pull up and then they just snap um, on the top of the back. And then I put the yellow raincoat and we still stop traffic because it's just a hot mess <laughs> because I couldn't find any yellow leggings. So I got black. So they really look like bees. You know, because yeah. they got the little yellow top on there or yellow jackets, unintended. <laughs> oh, look at me. Um, but yeah, that's the only thing I use. Yeah, I I finally, like I said, I found found two coats for um Scout and Apollo at a local pet store. And I love them because one one of the coats is Apollo's and he has a collar to match it. So I always feel like he looks really fancy when he's going out for his walk. And then a friend of mine gave me a couple of coats. So I have fancy. It is. He's fancy. <laughs> Even his dog walker. I was like, look, he's matching. He was like, oh, look at this. And I'm like, oh, no. he's fancy. <laughs> he's got on some fancy stuff. <laughs> he's coordinating. Oh. But, um, but yeah, and I'm, I just did a review on a Kurgo sweater. They sent me one and it was my fault. I said I needed an extra large. I didn't bother measuring my dog. I was just convinced that that was the truth. It was not. And so it was for a large breed dog. And so I gave it away. And um, hopefully the person who received it today, I hope it fits on her dog just fine. But I'm going to go back and get um, two mediums because I love those and uh, or maybe three or four mediums and give for all of the dogs for this winter. So when they're going outside to play in the snow, they have a little bit of protection. Do you find Kurgo products to be um, a little on the high end? No, I actually find them to be super affordable. I okay. mean, compared to a lot of others, because like these sweaters are going to be about 30 bucks a piece. And yeah, 30 bucks for a sweater. What's funny about it is 30 bucks for a sweater is a lot, especially for a dog that's probably going to wear it a few times a year, but it's good quality. It'll last a long time and I, I won't ever have to buy another one. I mean, like I've had these you know, I've had these coats for a year now and I don't foresee me buying another coat for a long time. So, um, so I think, you know, for some people I can understand that these sweaters could be a bit expensive and they would have to think twice about doing it. Um, but I'm just, I just sort of try and shop, uh, like right now I'm waiting for next weekend to see if anyone has them on sale and then I'll just buy uh, four of them. And I'm also fortunate enough that I have a local co-op for pet parents here, and we can order these type of things through the co-op and get them at a discount too. The only difference is that it's harder to return it. So um, if I buy the wrong size, then I'm donating it to rescue or giving it to a friend who has a dog of the same size. So I prefer to just get it directly from the company. That way, if it doesn't work, I can send it back. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. 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 She go, uh-huh. 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 So. So. So listen, Christmas is coming. Mm-hmm. So just imagine, all right? Imagine that Johan comes in and says, Kimberly, I've been thinking, and. Four dogs uh, isn't enough. You need another one. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Not really, though. But. You know, somebody had asked us to talk about dogs that um, we'd love to have but can't. And so uh, tell me, you start. Uh, one, on my, 
my list is so long. It's not even funny. And I'm sure I'm actually really excited to hear the feedback that we get from this because people have all kinds of thoughts and opinions, and I've given this some thought. So I'll just, I have a long list, but I'll stick with five dogs that I love, but I cannot have. And the two of the dogs, even though I know they're not the same breed, they are going to count as one on my list because they're very similar. They're the, um, you know, the Northern dogs. So an Alaskan Malamute or a Husky. And the reason why is because although Alaskan Malamutes are so beautiful, gentle dogs, um, I don't know enough about the whole grooming. There's a lot of grooming that goes into that dog that for over the years, I just have not had to deal with that level of grooming. And so I worry about that. The other thing is that, you know, the, with the Husky is that they are super high energy dogs. They um, have a very strong personality. They're very smart. Um, having a Husky mix in the house has shown me firsthand that a Husky, as much as I love that dog is not the breed for me. So that's, that's one <laughs> pit bulls, or I don't know if we're allowed to still call them pit bulls. Maybe that's now politically incorrect, but, the, and the reason why is that although they are beautiful dogs, um, and I have several friends who have pit bulls, I would worry about getting a bully that had a lot of allergies and skin issues, because that's a lot of thing that I hear a lot about because of overbreeding and stuff that they come with just a host of health issues. And that's just so much to take on. So that's why I could not, as much as I love the breed is not something that I could have. Um, da, 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 what else is there? I want, or no, that's not a good example. Oh, a Weimaraner. I think Weimaraners are so cute and so beautiful. And I love saying the word Weimaraner, but again, way too high of energy. And then any of the, any of the purebred herding dogs. So I have a house full of herding dogs, but they're all, um, crossbred and they have a low prey drive. They have a prey drive, but they just have a low prey drive, but any type of purebred, you know, especially bred for a farm, you know, blue healer, Australian shepherd, um, border collie, the amount of work that goes into keeping those breeds, uh, active and happy. I just don't have it in me. I can keep going on. German shepherds love them. Um, Zobel is Apollo's best friend. He is the sweetest, most affectionate dog. He is a huge bumbling dog that is all over the place. And if he were my dog, people would, would cringe when they saw me coming around because I am not a strong enough of a personality to maintain a German shepherd. Okay. I'll stop. Okay. So. <laughs> Uh, taking a break from the Kimberly show. No, I'm just <laughs> I know. So my list is not as extensive as yours. Okay. <laughs> First of all, I would love to have two teddy bear mini golden doodles. They fit in the palm of your hand. They're probably about the size of a Pomeranian. Um, I think that they're just adorable because, you know, I feel about the golden doodle and having them that small, I would just let her train them and be the little old lady with the two little cute dogs. Um, but I am a big dog person. And um, so it's just odd that that's something that I see when I get older, but I don't see myself getting them because they are ridiculously expensive. Um, very rarely do you find them as rescues. So um, I would never do that. That being said, um, I think that the dog I would love to have, but can't because I have a husband would be a Belgian Malinois. I would, yes. I would have to have that if I was single no, and I love my husband, but if I was single, that would be the dog and it would just be me and this dog. And I would just, I would triple dare anybody to mess with me. And a lot of it has to do with, like we talked about before, that John Wick movie with um, yeah, Halle Berry. Halle Berry. If you haven't oh. seen it, is it John Wick 3? Yep, John Wick yep. 3. But You can just go to YouTube and look at all the clips of this. But yeah, Belgian Malinois are on my list too. My neighbor has this, Dutch Shepherds. I'm, I'm I met sorry. this man who um, I had to, to write a story about him. So I got to know him well. And he had one, and that was the first one that I had ever really came 
close to. Mm-hmm. And so um, I was really, really excited. But if you've never looked at this dog, and I can't, it's called a Bowseran. Hmm. So, yes, you want to look him up. B O W S R A A N. It's a herding dog, okay, from France. And it is, um, it's supposed to be one of the smartest dogs in the world. They're excellent problem solvers and enjoy like puzzle feeders and and stuff. I think they are so, um, they're not exotic, but they just have a very stunning look to it. Have you found it yet? No, I just keep getting Bowser. Spell it again. Okay, no, I'm sorry. I, I spelled the phonetic way to pronounce it. So that's my fault. It's B-E-A-U-C-E-R-O-N. Oh, isn't that Boceron? Um, I don't know. It's <laughs> Bo- this is Bow- a beautiful dog. Isn't it stunning? It looks like, yeah, it looks, I mean, this is, ooh, and they have one that has a spotted coat. That would be the one I want. Uh This is a beautiful dog. Gorgeous dog. Um, It's good. I just, I like bigger dogs. Um, Me too. I do. Go ahead. No, I do. I love big. I just love a dog that I can just get my arms around and stuff. I mean, I like the idea of a dog that I can just pick up and, and take, but it's not so much because I want to pick up and carry a dog, but it's just sort of like when I need my dogs to do something and they're in that place where they're like, Nope, I want to be able to just go and pick them up and make them move sometimes. <laughs> and my dog, I can pick up, I think I can pick up all of my dogs, but it's not something that I want to do on a regular basis. Cause 70 pounds is a lot, but, um, but yeah, I like a big sturdy dog. Yeah, I um I do too. I do too. But then like I said, I'm all over the map because I would take the teddy bear doodle in a heartbeat. So it's just a matter of what you um, you know, what your preference is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My but, neighbor you know, has but, my neighbor has Dutch shepherds which are which are similar to the Belgian Malinois. And yeah, um, they are just high energy, active dogs and 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 it is. He's like one of those where he's not worried about anybody trying to rob his house. <laughs> and um, his family all love the breed and have, you know, have. A- I love their ears. Yeah. The Dutch Shepherd ears. Because they just, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. It's just like. It's just like you know, we mean business. On point all the time. Like, <laughs> don't mess with me. There, you know? yeah, there are so many. Like, I love, um, you know, Doberman Pinchers. I think they're beautiful. I love Great Danes. I mean, I can go on. I love golden doodles. I can go on and on, but, you know, and maybe someday I'll have some version of all of these dogs in my life, but. Oh, good Lord. I know. I'm going to be that person. My neighbor. All at the same time. time. (laughs) People will want to come onto my property and tell me that I'm breaking some type of ordinance, but they'll all be afraid to. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And they'll have absolutely every right to. Every right to. So yeah, I can always I can only dream about my Belgian Malinois. Yeah, me too. That that'll never be in my my happening unless some for some strange reason someone bred a Belgian Malinois that was just super mellow and just happy and had the personality of a golden retriever. That's the one that I can handle. Otherwise, it's just one of those where I I do not have the energy level to handle that top that dog. Well, I hope you just haven't given anybody an idea to crossbreed and I know, please a, don't please and make don't. a Malin doodle or something. Please oh, they already have. Stop it. Nope, they already have. And it's funny because when I heard about it, someone I just overheard a conversation where someone was so excited because they were gonna go and see this. It's not here locally, but they were going flying somewhere to see this puppy. And I'm just sitting here like, I wonder if they realize that you know, in their timeline, poodles were considered guard dogs. And then you're breeding it with the ultimate guard dog. And you're expecting what? I mean, because it's like, I hope you're not expecting a golden doodle personality to somehow eke out of that combination. Oh, I mean, my God. Oh, they like call the people- it the Belgian sheep doodle 
<laughs> oh, what the hell? <laughs> okay, I'm not. I'm, I'm no. I'm not. No, we're not going to have this conversation. <laughs> we're just not. We're going to. <laughs> oh no, it's not. Oh yeah, it is. It's either called a, a Malin noodle or a Belgian shepherd doodle. <laughs> I'm kind of. I'm kind of done. Yeah, I mean, it's just like. Well, it's the same thing with. Apollo, I'm convinced that the reason why Apollo exists is because of the Game of Thrones and everybody wanting a dire wolf. And what's a dire wolf in, in dog lover world? A husky. And everyone ran out to get a husky and then realized, oh, this is a very smart dog. And I didn't train it because I've just been sitting here enjoying having a husky puppy. And then huskies started ending up in shelters. And so someone was like, I know. I'll breed a husky with a golden retriever and it'll be a much, you know, more mellow dog. And then everyone can, and you know, and I'll get rich. And that's how we ended up with Apollo. We didn't get it from the breeder. Anyone who's ready to yell at me, we got it third hand. So he did not end up in a shelter, but people always ask me, is he more um, husky or is he more golden retriever? And I, he's both. I mean, He's probably not as husky as a purebred husky and not as golden as a purebred golden retriever, but he definitely has characteristics of both. Oh, Lord. Look what it says. 40 to 55 pounds, 22 to 25 inches and prepare for unexpected vet bills. Oh, Lord. (laughs) That's not. Oh, well, no, no. But you know what? This is an insurance company. Yeah, that's what it says. Prepare for unexpected. So I don't know if this is part of the 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 site or if it's one of those ads. Ads in the middle. Um, but yeah, it's intelligent, energetic. Well, this is a Belgian shepherd and a poodle. So that's the Belgian shepherd doodle. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm I'm getting I I'm getting off of this um, <laughs> hamster it's, wheel. It's scary. I mean, it's like I want to believe that people have good intentions, but you know, in reality, I recognize that you know puppies are a big business, and people are going to, if there's a a, a open in the market and people are willing to spend the money, then people will breed the dog. And um, but you know, I think it's up to us as the the consumers to really give some thought to what we're bringing home and if it makes sense. And if a breed mix does not make sense, we need to make sure that there isn't a market ready to okay. throw down $8,000 for that puppy. I found it. It's a uh, Belgian doodle. Mm-hmm. Told you. It's quite rare. They look frightening. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's extremely active breed that excels when given a task. I can imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, they Even if do that sh- task is, I'm going to destroy this dog bed because I'm bored right now. Are they uh, medium-sized crossbreed with males, not weighing more than 60 pounds. Uh, they resemble a sheep, a doodle. No, not well. Mm. If you're looking for a family companion, they can do just fine. However... Um, other poodle cross bees are easier to adopt and train and they are mm, like a big yard exercise and a job they can do on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And so we have also the pit boodle. <laughs> so, okay, look, I'm going to say good night, Gracie. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, take- come on, people. Please stop it. Just knock it off. Yep. The poodle is not the answer to every breed. We don't say, well, I can't uh, handle a great Dane, but I can handle a Dane doodle. No, we don't do this anymore. We need to stop it. It's 61. 61- Mixed poodle breeds is what we're up to now. Oh, good lord! Sixty-one that poor man that started this journey. It's not where he wanted to go. No, it's, and it's, the thing about it—that's what's so sad is that I think that he had the best of intentions, and um, and I, oh, I don't clearly, clearly, I don't believe that people when they're going out and looking for these dogs, um, necessarily understand the ramifications of of all of this mass breeding into a, a poodle. 
Um, but I can understand um, people who who have an issue with it. I I feel like you know everyone's so emotional and and crap about this stuff, and they get so vicious and angry about it. Um, I can understand the frustration. I don't understand beating up on people for not knowing. <clears throat> Or falling in love with a puppy, but you know these breeders. I mean, there's no there's no pol- breeder police to keep them in check. There's no one's going to come by and go, "Where did puppies come from?" You know, if they see uh-huh. someone with a bunch of puppies in their yard, I yeah, mean, it's, just, it's just the way it is. But yeah, I know that there's an Aussie Doodle, there's a Berna Doodle. I've seen those. I mean, this is like there's just so many, and you know, I think like someone told me that you know everyone has a reason for why this you know, breed miss exists and like the Bernadoodles because Bernese mountain dogs have a shorter life. So they're trying to extend it by mixing it with a poodle, but it's just sort of like, you know, there's so many dogs out there that you can do a breed mix with not encouraging it, but I'm just saying the whole idea of constantly dipping into the poodle gene pool is money because people hear doodle and they're like, gimme, 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 because those puppies are cute AF. I mean, yeah. They, they are. are. I, mean, I, I mean, I, if I would have had, if I would, if one of those type of people that walked around with $5,000 in my wallet, I wish I was one of those people, but I would have dropped money on a puppy, some type of puppy long ago, because they're all around here, not necessarily a doodle mix, but you know, I've seen them where, and I know someone locally who breeds golden doodles. Um, she's pretty amazing. And she had one with her that she was keeping from her litter. And um, I would have been like, here, take all my money. Cause this puppy was sweet and just healthy and smart and fun and just really um, smart. And I said that already well-behaved, all of that. And, you know, that's what we all want in a dog, but. Um, These are things I've never heard of. So have you ever heard of a Coton de Toulouse. No. Well, if you mix that with a toy poodle, you get a pouton. <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> you know, this blog post is going to be a two-parter. <laughs> I'm splitting it in half. It's so long. Because now we're <laughs> now you, I'm watching you search the internet for doodles and then I'm doing a commentary on how much I don't like them. I don't even know how long we've been ranting about this, but it's just like ridiculous. <laughs> This is- <laughs> I mean, damn. We've gone down the rabbit hole. Oh, it's but just, wait. It's so aggravating. What do a, you get when you mix on uh, a po- a pouton, a fox terrier, and a poodle? You what? get a foodle. No, no. <laughs> you can do better, a foodle. Just like a- Goberian. I think Goberian is a stupid name for my dog. A cane corso and a poodle. No, they did not. Canoodle. Oh, that's cute. I wouldn't say it to anybody though, because anytime, <laughs> even if you open your mouth, if someone said, oh, what type of breed is that? I would just go, it's a mutt. It's a mixed breed. And just leave it at that. Because if, if I came out and said, oh, it's a canoodle, a cane corso, and a po- I, people would... Yeah, I would have torches oh, outside my yeah. house. I am um, <laughs> an, ah. an Irish terrier and a poodle becomes a trudel. A grudel is a golden. No, that's a golden doodle. <laughs> um, a grudel, a great Dane and a greyhound, a greyhound and a poodle. This mm-hmm. is a fun game. Give me another one. Um, a choodle. A chihuahua in a poodle? A chow. Oh, oh. bad, bad <laughs> breeders. A chow is already a, a tough dog. I mean, would people do this? Do they do any homework on the breeds? I remember because like, remember when we brought, know. we got, I don't um, know. when we, when we brought, because uh, for everyone listening, Apollo is my stepson's dog. He's my dog now, but he started out as my stepson's dog. And when my stepson was like, this is too much for me, my partner flew down, picked up the dog, brought him home. And we, he's now with our pack. But when this was happening, I reached out to Kathy Mm -hmm. and Kathy sent me links. You got to, everyone needs friends like Kathy. 
Kathy went and she was like, here you go. She's like, we're going to do some homework. And I learned everything about Huskies and everything about Golden so that I knew and have some idea of what I could possibly experience with this dog. But the amount of information out there, it's mountains of it. It can still never, you know, make or help you truly, truly predict what's going to come out of that breed mix because you don't know what's going to be prioritized, whether it be in looks or temperament or health or anything. You just can't figure it. It isn't until the dog is here that you can figure out what's going to happen. And some of these breed mixes are, I just think that there should be fines. These people should be fined millions now, of dollars. There's a Dober doodle. No Doberman. And he looks like, he just looks like a gentle old soul. Oh, he looks, I have to send you this picture real quick. He's so then, so don't get me wrong. These dogs are just so cute. Um, and that's, that's what this is a Dober doodle. It looks like a, um, let me see your Irish, picture. Yeah. It looks, it looks kind of like an Irish wolfhound. It's a Dober doodle. So see, this is the one that I was saying. This looks like a um, Irish wolfhound, but it's a doodle. I try to. So it's a Dober doodle or a doodleman pincher. <laughs> they have two names. Why well, give it two names? Uh, they have, I don't know. They get, they have two different names for them, but I mean, and the, the, the thing about it is just the puppies are so freaking cute, but it well, still, it doesn't mean that we dogs are cute. Mm-hmm. You know, even the dogs are cute. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with the dogs. This is wrong. Wrong. I'm getting off of this. You know what? Thank you for listening (laughs) to today's (laughs) down the rabbit hole chat. (laughs) They have they have really experienced what our true conversations are like. This is what it is. (laughs) Did you get my email? Anyway, we were late because I couldn't find my computer in my oh, house and so it was sad. it was yeah it it was in a place that I should have found it I walked past it about five times but eventually I did find it it's one of those days but you guys thank you so much for joining us I'm leaving all of this in if it is over an hour I will break it up into two parts but if it's not then you guys just get to enjoy the trueness of, of this relationship of and understand <laughs> that this is what our calls are I'm really so like. Oh my God. <laughs> Talk to you later, girl. Bye, Daryl. <laughs>